This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about retiring in uncertain times. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there in the world today. And everybody's level of ability to deal with uncertainty is completely unique to them. But there's a few common factors that we're hearing as financial advisors that really seem to be at the root cause of people's uncomfortableness with retiring during these uncertain times. One of the big things is looking ahead and saying, what is the future of this pandemic? What does coronavirus look like for people going forward? Is this here to stay? Or within a few years, is this something that every year in the fall, we're gonna hear a little bit about it, but mostly we're gonna get past it. Another level of uncertainty has to do with the current presidential administration. And the reality of that is I could say that every single day of every single year because our country is completely divided when it comes to their political viewpoints. Some people love the current administration and some people hate the current administration. And when administrations change, those people flip-flop in how they feel about it. The bottom line is about half the country is usually satisfied with what's going on and about half of the country usually isn't. So no matter what happens, somebody is feeling uncertainty about the political climate. Another thing people are uncertain about right now is the markets themselves. You know, markets have come a long way up since they were at the bottom of the pandemic. And now people are worried about, is the market artificially high? When's the next big hit coming? Are we gonna move back into a recession if we don't have some economic uplift happen? When's the next bear market going to hit us? All of these things are weighing on investors' mind and creating historical levels of unprecedented uncertainty. So you can understand why a lot of people are saying, hmm, I wonder if this really is a good time to retire. <laughs> All right, so what we're gonna talk about today are some of the things that you can actually control and that that's where to keep your area of focus when you're thinking about retiring during times of uncertainty. When there's chaos around you, how do you cut through that and make decisions that are going to be good decisions for yourself going forward? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about one of the big issues in terms of financial uncertainty and how that affects people ready to retire or close to retirement and what you can do to actually put some levels of control around it. This issue is called sequence of returns risk. And the bottom line is sequence of returns risk is only something that affects people who are getting close to or who are in retirement. It's not something you have to worry about when you're in your accumulation years. But when you start to move into those years where you're going to start distributions, meaning taking money out of those retirement accounts to live on, this kind of risk can really affect you. So what is that time frame? We call it the fragile decade. And you know what, that's a name that quite frankly spurs uncertainty. Who wants to be thinking about the fragile decade? 
<laughs> but the fragile decade is the five years leading up to retirement and the first five years of retirement. So that's your decade. And if the markets take a turn for the worse any time during that fragile decade, and you start taking money out of your accounts after they've lost a significant amount of value, you could be in a situation that it's possible to never recover from. When you're selling assets, once they've lost significant value, that creates a problem that's called sequence of returns risk. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is if you're selling at the bottom like that, those assets never have a chance to recover. They never have a chance to build back up again. And it can create an environment where it's possible that you could run out of money. Now, everybody's situation is unique, everybody's situation is different, and everybody's cash flow and plan inside their fragile decade looks different. But there is a continuum here that if you are losing money in that fragile decade, again, five years leading up to retirement and first five years of retirement, if you have to take money out of your accounts during that time after a market drop, it could create a big problem for you. So how can you boost your confidence and how can you feel comfortable retiring within that fragile decade? Well, you really do have to focus on the things that you can control. No one could have predicted the pandemic and its resulting effect that we've had. No one can accurately predict when the next bear market is coming or how long we might be in a recession. Those things are cyclical and they happen and they happen time after time after time. So what we do know is someday it's gonna happen. That's probably a given. So how do you create confidence knowing that that is out ahead of you? Well, what you really have to start with is your mindset. You wanna start with your mindset and ask yourself, are you prepared to handle uncertainty? Are you prepared to handle market volatility without losing sleep at night? If you're not, if you can't stomach any of the roller coaster ride that the market has, your money probably doesn't belong in a market-driven account. If you can handle some, well then, maybe it does. <laughs> so what does that mean in terms of money mindset? It means you really have to get to know your own tolerance for the level of risk you're willing to take. If you can't sleep at night when money's moving up and down, then perhaps that's not the right investment path for you. But if you can, if you don't really even pay attention to it, and if you just think, gosh, you know, if I just think leave things alone for the long haul, I'll probably be okay, then you're probably able to stomach some of those ups and downs. So your retirement plan itself should be set up in a way that accommodates the volatility that comes with normal market cycles. Normal market cycles include recessions and they include bear markets. Now, little thing I think that's important to understand is that the average bear market, according to Forbes, lasts for about a year and a half. Now, it feels like a lot longer than that. <laughs> Emotionally, when we're in the middle of it, it feels like it lasts a lot longer, but the average bear market is a year and a half long. So in your lifespan, that really is kind of a bit of a blip, but the emotional toll it can take can be huge. 
I still have people, when they come in and are talking to me, I still have people saying, I never want to feel like I felt in 2008 during the Great Recession. And I get that. That was a really, really difficult time for a lot of people. There was a lot of uncertainty then, and it's kind of paralleling the levels of uncertainty that we have now, just about different things. But the bottom line is, You want to set your retirement plan up to assume there are going to be ups and downs of the market. And my friends, that is something you can control. So what are the main things to be thinking about when you're setting yourself up for your retirement plan to accommodate the up and downs of the market? You want to be looking at cash flow. All right, when you retire, what happens to your cash flow? Major changes, (laughs) for sure. Major changes happen. Your paycheck tends to stop. And for many people, they've never experienced that when the paycheck stops. There is a huge emotional reaction to no longer having that payroll check come in. Now, are there things that start? Well, for many people, there are. For many people, there's social security that's going to start at some time. For some people, there's a pension income that's gonna start at some time. Some people have deferred compensation plans that pay out in a lump sum or over a period of years. Some people have 401ks that they can use to set up their income streams. But the bottom line is this, it becomes up to you to replace your paycheck and setting your cash flow up in such a way that replaces your paycheck or some amount that is a comfortable amount to live on for cash flow, that is where your focus should be in terms of setting up your retirement portfolio. So how can you create cash flow and what's the best way to do that? Well, again, this is all completely unique to you and it depends on what your portfolio looks like and what your overall wealth strategy is. But what I can say is this, when we look at cash flow, what we look at is what things are going to stop coming in when you retire, what things are going to start coming in when you retire, that's on the income side. But cash flow isn't just about what's coming in, it's also about the expenses going out. So we also have to look at are there expenses that are going to stop when you get to retirement? Maybe you've paid off your mortgage. Maybe you don't need a car as often. And are there expenses that are going to start when you retire? Maybe that's private health insurance for a while if you retire before Medicare, or maybe that's your Medicare costs coming into play. There's all kinds of different things for people that stop and start when it comes to retirement planning, both on the income side and on the expense side. And getting a handle around those really helps us figure out what that cash flow needs to look like And that is step one of cash flow planning and retiring during times of uncertainty. Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named three years in a row to the 2020 Forbes list for best in state wealth advisors and top women wealth advisors. to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about retiring during times of uncertainty. We've talked about some of the reasons that there's uncertainty in the markets today, 
political issues, pandemic issues, um, personal uncertainty in terms of recessions and market strategies and things like that. And we've talked a little bit about the fragile decade, the five years leading up to retirement and the first five years of retirement, bringing into play something called sequence of returns risk. Then we started talking a little bit about cash flow and how do you set up your cash flow in retirement so that it isn't impacted by major market fluctuations. All right, we just talked about getting a handle around the incomes in retirement that are going to be there and the expenses in retirement that are going to be there. But what we haven't talked about is how do you marry up the investment portfolio that you've built with those cash inflows and outflows that you're going to have? And let me just say this, the art of income planning in retirement is a completely different strategic design than that of accumulating wealth for retirement. It really does take some level of specialization to understand how to put the pieces together to create effective cash flow with what somebody has, bringing into it tax strategy as well. Because you really want to have the most tax efficient income stream possible. Now, I didn't say no tax, and of course I would like to be able to have no tax on income. <laughs> Tax-free income is my favorite kind of money, but taxes are inevitable, and so how do you set up your income plan to really create the most tax-effective strategy for yourself? So the way that we look at it is we look at what's going to be spent during the next 10 years. So once we kind of figure out the inflows and then the expenses anticipated, we can say, well, this is how much we think we're going to need to take out of a portfolio over the next 10 years. And what we really want to do is try to preserve that value and have it somewhat shielded from the big ups and downs of the market. So that amount of money that's likely to be spent in the next 10 years, we would typically recommend that that is something that is in a more conservative type of investment. So you don't run huge risks of losing a tremendous amount of it if there's a market downturn in that 10 years. And this is how you start to prevent the sequence of returns risk from becoming a portfolio killer in your own situation. So, what do I mean by that? I mean that figuring out how much is gonna be spent in the next 10 years, then you can look at what's the appropriate investment vehicle and what will the tax anticipated amounts be coming out of that. So there's a lot that goes into it, right? There's a lot that goes into figuring out the numbers. There's a lot to go into of your portfolio. How do we wanna structure that? And then understanding what the tax implications are. So. That is why working with a financial planning firm, especially a certified financial planner, might be advantageous for you to help you figure out some of that information. Okay, once you have that figured out, then it does allow you to let everything else that you have saved for retirement be more growth oriented. Now, growth oriented for some still might be at a conservative level, but for some might be at a more aggressive level. And for many people, it's kind of in between. And so with that in mind, your own personal comfort level with risk, again, will drive how you have the money invested from a risk level that's not likely to be used in the next 10 years. All right, 
So some key questions to ask yourself to make sure that you have this set up in an effective way is this. Have you investigated your social security options and are they set up in the most effective way for you? Have you looked at the incomes that are gonna be coming in? Have you looked at the expenses that may stop or start during retirement? Those are three key critical questions for you to ask yourself to help you set up your cash flow piece of your retirement planning. And if you can set the cash flow up to not be radically affected by market fluctuations and ups and downs, it can really go a long way to boosting your confidence and allowing you to potentially retire even amidst the uncertainty that's out there right now. Okay. The next thing I want to say in terms of retiring during uncertainty is this. Don't give in to fear. Fear is a driver for money decisions that unfortunately frequently creates money decisions that are not in your best interest. So how do you know if you're being driven by fear? If you're checking your investment account balances daily and freaking out a little bit whenever they go down, I think there's a bit of fear inserted into there. Do you have a good emotionless decision-making plan for your investment portfolio? If you're making decisions like, oh, the market dropped, I better sell everything, that's a fear-based strategy. That is not the strongest long-term plan for you. If you are chasing trends, or if you're taking on too much risk thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do this now. I'm gonna never have this opportunity again. Or I gotta be aggressive now because I gotta make a ton of money right now. Again, not the best strategy long-term for people. And if you're taking on too little risk with some of your money, meaning that everything is so conservative because you're afraid of any loss, you may not have the best structure because in order to prevent against sequence of returns risk in that fragile decade, you really do wanna look at it decade by decade, not the entire rest of your life, which may be 30 or 40 years left still, and so some of your money still has a good long-term investment horizon for it. So don't give in to fear. Now I get that a lot of these things can be scary, and I'm not saying that I know the answers to what do the markets look like going forward? What is the pandemic gonna do to the economy going forward? Nobody knows the answers to those questions. It's always gonna be we look back and say, gosh, I guess that's what happened. But what I do know is that most people don't make strong investment decisions when fear is guiding them. So if you recognize yourself in some of those scenarios that involve fear that I just said, take a step back, reevaluate, and partner up with somebody who can be a voice of reason and a good guide that can help you build confidence in making strong financial decisions through these times of uncertainty. The next thing I wanna say that I think is very, very important is this. Don't put off critical decisions. There are decisions that can and should be made in everybody's financial life at certain times. So one of the things that I don't think you should put off is your desire to retirement. That's obviously a critical decision. I see people putting off retirement though sometimes because of two things. One is they don't understand social security and one is they don't understand Medicare. 
One thing I can say is Social Security and Medicare really haven't changed much as a result of any of the uncertainty that we're facing right now. And so those are some things that you can figure out. You just have to take the time to do it or find somebody that can explain it to you in a way that resonates with you and helps you understand it. Is there complexity to Social Security and to Medicare? Oh my gosh, heck yes there is. There's a ton of complexity to it, but that doesn't mean that the complexity should make you put off your decision making around it. Another thing is that sometimes sitting on the sidelines and not making any decisions can feel like the decision that's the most comfortable. But the reality is that doing nothing is in itself a decision. And that may or may not have good implications for you long term. So what are some of the decisions? What are some of those critical decisions that I think people facing retirement should be making? Number one, decide are your retirement portfolio strategies the right ones for you? Number two, are you set up in a way to avoid sequence of returns risk during your fragile decade? Number three, do you have a financial advisor that you trust? Is there someone that you're partnered with that is somebody who's going to help you along the way that you trust and you feel comfortable with the guidance that they're offering. And number four, when do you actually want to retire? <laughs> Don't put that one off. So I hope this has been valuable information to help you build confidence as you consider retiring during uncertain times. And I thank you for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice you should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The word is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.